This is for you, the online business owner who wants to maximize your profit and multiply your impact. I'm Shanna, host of the Community Creators Podcast. I've spent over a decade helping top brands and entrepreneurs create thriving communities that increase their reach, retention, and revenue. This podcast is where I share my best insights and invite you into conversations with the world's leading community creators and cultivators. So grab your favorite mug, fill it up, and let's get started. I'm super excited today because I have my friend Sebastian with us. So Sebastian and I worked together a while ago when we worked with Stu McLaren and we became really good friends. We not only worked together, but we had the chance to travel together and just learned so much during that time. And since then, you know, we've both gone on, we're doing our own thing. But Sebastian is a genius in so many areas of business. One of those being relationships and affiliate partnerships and what that looks like, but also in launches. So his wife, Jessie, has a business, I'm probably not going to say it right, but I think I am, Mis Letras Lindas, which basically means beautiful letters, right? Right. Okay. Yeah. Beautiful letters. Um, there's, they serve a Spanish speaking community, but they have this business and Sebastian works alongside Jesse in the business. And we were talking and he was telling me that he's doing these challenges and he's getting incredible engagement from the challenges. And I'm like, okay, we need to get you on to talk about this because he's been able to create a highly engaged community that not only converts from the challenge, but that momentum transfers in to the experience and to the paid experience, the course as well. So here we are, Sebastian. I probably should have had you on my podcast forever ago because we're such dear friends, but I'm so glad you're finally here now. I am so glad to be here. Thank you so much, Anna, for inviting me. It is a privilege to share some time with you. I, you know that I, I admire you so much. We work, like you said, for so long with Stu. We learn so much from him and from the whole team. And now just so much fun working with my wife, bringing some of the things that I've learned from you and Stu and the rest of the people into our program. So yeah, I'm excited to share what we are doing now. And I love that you're working with Jesse because I've had the honor of meeting Jesse and your two beautiful daughters as well. And so I just adore her and adore your family. And the thought of you all working together day in and day out just brings me so much joy. And we're going to talk about that a little bit. But first, as always, I would love for you to tell us about your favorite community you've ever been a part of and what you loved about it. It's a hard question because I've been blessed with being part of really amazing communities. TME was definitely one that I enjoyed a lot. But one of the favorites that I have been part of, it's a small prayer group that started about in 2019 with some entrepreneurs like Pete Vargas and Ray Edwards and Pedro Adeo and Sean Cannell and a lot of guys that are doing incredible things in the marketplace but are also sharing the same faith and the purpose of serving others and we've been together for almost four years praying every Monday and I just love that community because we became brothers really and we're always texting each other asking for prayer needs and celebrating the wins that we're, we're having and seeing what God is doing in our lives for over the last four years. So that's probably my favorite community. Okay. I didn't know. I think maybe I did know that you were a part of that, but 
Jennifer Allwood had started like a woman's version of that. And I was a part of that community. Now she's since like kind of shut it down for different reasons. But you're so right. Having fellow entrepreneurs that are also strong believers that understand the power of prayer and are intentionally praying together, celebrating together, rejoicing together, but also, you know, just praying for, I think it goes beyond just business, right? You really begin to pray about your family relationships and personal things as well. It takes the business relationship and just makes it so much deeper, right? Yeah, absolutely. We started praying for business, but then as we become friends and we know more about each other, we just know their families, know their needs, know their kids, and we just pray for everything. Mm, I just love that. Okay, so I want to dive in because we're going to be talking about challenges, but first I want to provide some context. So Jesse has this business, Beautiful Letters. It serves the Spanish-speaking community, particularly women, right? Correct. So talk to me a little bit. 99% of our community are women in Latin America. Most of them are just housewives, moms, uh, people that have focused so much of their lives to serve their kids, their husbands, their household. And sometimes they just forget about themselves. So we've provided them a way to get their self-worth once again, because they think that they're not creative. They think that they're just given, never received. So with this niche of lettering and calligraphy, we can actually give them back some time for themselves. So that's why we love so much what we're doing. Okay. I want everybody to pay attention to this right now. Because if you didn't catch that, this is what makes a business that scales. It's not, we help Spanish-speaking women do calligraphy. That's not what he said. He really clearly knows his community. He knows that they're often moms and that they're serving their family all the time and that they're exhausted and they don't make time for them, which I'm like, yes, amen. I know that mom. I am that mom so often. They have this feeling, they've believed this lie that they're not creative, or maybe they've just let that creative side of them go, and you all give them permission and give them this opportunity to even for just in moments of a day to embrace that side of themselves, to feel more self-worth, and really like to become more of God created them to be in so many ways. So that that passion, that understanding, it only comes from really deeply knowing your people and knowing how you can serve them beyond the actual thing you're teaching and doing. So I didn't want people to miss that because I think so often they're like, okay, well, write down your avatar or write your, you know, your, I help so-and-so do this, so that this, but when you have a community like you all do, when you have a, you have a free community, you have a membership community, you have a course community, when you have that and you care deeply about their success, you can't help but know internally who they are, what they're really struggling with, and how the work you're doing impacts them. 100%. 100%. And, and we didn't know when we started as much as we know now about them, but like the knowledge of our avatar, it cannot be an exercise that we do it once and that's it. We have to continue to know more about them. And because we've been doing this for five years, like you said, we know them deeply. We we know what they want, which they may say that they want to have uh, better handwriting or no lettering calligraphy, but we give them what they need, which is that uh, self-love, that's uh, time for themselves to feel creative and to increase their self-esteem. 
Yeah. Okay. So talk about the different ways that you do serve this community. I know you have like a course and a membership, right? Do you have multiple courses, kind of small courses, or is it just one? We have a few small courses and again, they all have evolved from knowing what they uh, need and what they want. So the main kind of signature course is a program that teaches them the, the foundations about lettering and calligraphy and takes them to be able to explore different surfaces. So they're not only doing them in paper, they can start doing them on wood, on canvases, on glass, on different areas. And then we have a, a membership that takes what they've learned and explore different techniques and explore different uh, surfaces. And it gives them different tools so that if they want to start like a little side hustle, they have those tools. They have those techniques and ways to start their side hustles. And then we have for people that now is more than just a side hustle. They see the potential that we have a course for a selected few that takes that side hustle into a real business. And we help them with their marketing. We help them go from one to one to one to many. So that's kind of our success path. It goes from the course to the membership to that marketing for artists program. And then we have a few other courses that teach us specific things like watercolors or iPad lettering or little workshops that may take them to one of the other programs. The thing I love about this is that, correct me if I'm wrong, but you and Jesse didn't just like sit down one day and map out on some whiteboard this magical plan of all of these courses and memberships. You probably just started with one, maybe two things, and then you served those people and then you listened to them. You heard what else they needed and you have developed this product suite over time to serve the needs yeah. of the people in your community. A hundred percent. We started with one thing. In fact, our very first course had nothing to do with lettering and calligraphy, nothing to do with the avatar that we're serving now. We wanted to do a course to help couples get ready to get married or if they were newlyweds to you know, have better chances to enjoy their, their marriage because we enjoyed our marriage so much. We didn't do what we now do, like listening to our avatar and did what we thought it was going to work and created the whole program. It took us a year to get everything right. And when we launched, crickets, mm. right? So when we started this Letras Lindas lettering in calligraphy course, we did the opposite. We didn't record a lesson. We said, okay, we did basically a founders members launch. And when we had like 50 people raise their hands, we want to do it. Then we started recording that first course. And every time since then, it's been the same scenario. Like every time that we see some interest from the community about teach us this or teach us that, we do the same thing. Okay. Raise your hand if you may be interested in this and we may start a better program about it. And yeah, I think in total, we have like 10 different programs that you sold at the moment. That you sold first before yeah. you built them, which is so important. Now we could do totally. a whole podcast episode on that. But I do want to talk about the challenge aspect. And and I think it's interesting because there are probably a lot of people out there, Sebastian, that would say doing this kind of info product community business to the Spanish speaking market is not doable. But you all have really def you know, you kind of dispelled that myth 
that a lot of people have, where I would say there's a lot of people who their their first language is Spanish, and yet they're in the mm-hmm. English-speaking market because they think that's the easier market to be in. So before we dive into the whole challenge aspect, could you talk just a little bit, because that is unique about your business, why you guys decided to just lean into the Spanish-speaking market, and have there been challenges from that? Like, What does that look like for you all? Well, it is our first language first, and then a lot of the following that my wife was starting to to grow was Spanish speaking to start with. Mm-hmm. So it, it made sense. We knew that we were going to have our own challenges by doing that because the economy being one thing, the economic power of someone in Mexico or Colombia is not the same as someone in the States, mm-hmm. right? So we knew that we were, were going to start with a much lower cost uh, course. In fact, our course is only $147, which is a low ticket in North America. But that's kind of a comparison of a $600, $700 for people in Latin America. So mm-hmm. it, they make an, a big effort to buy that course. So we knew that, that that was going to be a challenge. But we had the following. Jesse started the whole lettering and calligraphy with Bible journaling. She was just sharing her love for Bible journaling. And a lot of that following started asking about lettering. So it was just a logic next step to just teach them in Spanish. We thought about going to an English speaking market and teach them what we know, which in comparison to what I've seen in North America the quality and the sophistication of our launches are way better than some of those, but we don't have the following. Mm-hmm. So we just focus on serving the people that we have right now. That's so smart. That was the first thing. And and because, like you said, it is, although it feels like for those in the in the States, not that big of an investment. For the people, for many of the people that you're serving in Latin America, it is a big investment. So building trust before you ask for the sales really important, which kind of brings totally. us to the challenges that you all do and and how you go all in and you create this community. So talk to us a little bit about the structure of these challenges and how the community aspect comes into play. Well, um, started doing challenges in 2020 as soon, basically, as um, when I left North Results with Stu McLaren. Three weeks later, we did our first challenge. And that challenge was so dear to us because we took a step of faith, leaving that, you know, salary, leaving that the comfort of the team to do our own thing. And I was so scared when I did the first challenge because we didn't know how it was going to work. But that first one, I think, we had about 30,000 people register for that first challenge. We planned it from, from A to Z in three weeks. And I had like an example. And, and one of the persons in that community that I told you at the beginning that I was part of was Pedro Adeo. And all he teaches is challenges. So I told Pedro, can you help me out and figure out this launch plan? And he gave me some pointers. And basically, I followed those suggestions to the T, and we created an experience. That was the whole difference in what we created, an experience where we really served them for five days. We had a very intentional learning program for each one of the days, and we knew that after the five days, if people were to 
attend the trainings, do the homework, which homework is key, and then share in the Facebook group that we created to go alongside with the trainings. They were going to see some, some progress on their letters. And by the fifth day, we would have gained their trust. And that was exactly what happened after the first five days. The, the Facebook group was on fire because people were posting their homeworks. They were going live about their homeworks. We gave them directions to go and comment on other people's homeworks as well to support them. Kind of to, We wanted to create the type of community that we wanted to see in our paid program. So what type of community? A community that would support each other. So we did that and yeah, people loved it. People loved it. And that was probably the main reason that they decided to go to to the pay program. So the first time we had about 30,000 people join that challenge and about 800 people join our program. So it was a really good conversion. And at that time, we only spent like $3,000 in ads. Mm-hmm. So it was a like 30x ROAS for our investment. So it was really, really good. And I think that the main reason why is because the experience that we created with the challenge in the community. And there's so much I want to unpack with that experience, even in what you just said. I love how you talked about the challenge structure and you started with the goal is for us to help them make progress in this five days, because if we can do that, we're going to gain their trust. So you structured your curriculum, your teachings, if you will, around helping them make progress, which means it couldn't be too overwhelming. It couldn't be too much that they wouldn't do anything. It couldn't be too little and all mindset that they didn't actually have something to show for it. So you structure that training, but then you know I love this. You gave them calls to action throughout to share their homework, that thing that they're doing, to share that in the group and not only share it, which a lot of people now are starting to do that, you know, go post this in the group, but to support each other. That's where real community and relationship starts happening. Because if we just say, go and share that, it just becomes another like one-way communication channel and just becomes like scrolling an Instagram feed. But when you're really encouraging people to support each other, you are cultivating conversations and you're cultivating that community. And I love how you said you thought about the kind of community that you wanted inside of the program. And you're like, let's just create that now. Because When people experience, as you said, an experience, when people experience that kind of community, they can't help but want more of it. That's right. And Yeah, that's right. So what would you say, I know a lot of people when they're they're thinking about doing challenges and they're thinking about even, I'll just say this, before you go, I don't do challenges. I do this type of launch or that type of launch or there's like 50 million types of launches and non-launch. If you're listening on the podcast, you can't see my quotation hands right now, but like non-launch launches that everybody's talking about these days, launch without launching. But so many of them have a Facebook group or some other community element as a component of the launch. So how would you say that you were able to leverage that group, not only for the interaction, but to get people to actually show up? I mean, that's like the biggest challenge in any launch is people register and they're not participating and they're not showing up. How was having that Facebook group, how was that supporting and getting people to actually participate in the challenge? Well, first, making it super easy for them. So one of the first things that we did was the the funnel, the way that they opted into the challenge was simple enough that the very first steps for them after they put their email and, and name an email 
was to join the group. And, and at first we made some mistakes. We had a few steps that they needed to complete before they get to the Facebook group, but like a VIP upgrade or things like that. But then we remove all of that to make it easy for them to land in the Facebook group because we knew that the experience was going to be there and the trust was going to be gained inside of that group. So we make it super easy for them to join the Facebook group. Then very clear guides and, and you know, the welcome post, uh, give them celebrating their decision to join the challenge, reiterating the, the reasons why they were there and what they were going to achieve if they participate and do their homeworks and everything else. So painted a really clear vision of what could happen to them in just five days if they go in all in. So that was part of the whole progress. And then once we started the training and we told them, this is your homework for today, go live in the group, um, make sure that you support your fellow challenger by posting in their comments. What we also knew that that was going to do was going to trigger the algorithms in Facebook and whatnot. And because of the size of the Facebook groups, someone was going to be live at all times. Someone was going to be commenting. And every time that someone would pick up their phone and go to Facebook, there was a notification there. There was someone in their feed going live and, and seeing that. So we were going to be very present during those five days. And that was by by design. And that helped like skyrocket the engagement inside of the group. So, okay. I love that you said that you like got rid of the VIP upgrade on the thank you page, because I think everybody's like, oh, you need an upsell, you need a downsell, you need a backend sell, you need a VIP sell. And it's not that maybe you didn't have that. It's that you got really focused on what is the most important thing that they need to do next. And if you've ever been a part of my community trainings, you know, I'm always saying that, like, what is the best next step that helps them achieve the outcome? And for you, you really nailed down. That's getting them in the Facebook group. If we can get them in the Facebook group, then everything else can happen. We could VIP upgrade them. We could do all that stuff once they're in the group, but we have to get them in the group because if not, we lose the opportunity to communicate with them and for them to experience that community. So I I love that you just got super clear on that. You kept it really simple. I think often we try and overcomplicate, make people jump through too many hoops for them to participate in our community. So I love that you did that. You know, I'm a big fan of guides. And so I love that you had a guide. And I talk about in my training program, onboarding people into a community for a paid program, but it all applies to a challenge or any other free community that you have where you really want to resell people on the vision that they bought into that got them there in the first place. I think oftentimes we sell people on something, on joining a challenge or on joining a program. And then they get in, we're just like, okay, now do this, this, and this. And we don't realize that they're humans and they immediately have buyer's remorse. They may have been on the fence about buying in the first place or joining in the first place. And you're competing for their time and their attention. So they may have signed up, but in their head, they're going, oh, maybe I'll participate. Maybe I won't. You know, and when they get in your community, you're immediately being like, here's the reason number one, two, three, four, and five that you need to participate. And this is the transformation that you're going to be experiencing over these five days. And here's how to get connected and be a part of the experience. So that's super brilliant of you. And then the Facebook Live. 
So I don't know if you guys heard this, but he's encouraging people to do Facebook Lives in the groups. And I, I know so many people that I've even worked with that are like, no, 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 we don't allow Facebook Lives. And that's fine. I think you're you're perfectly welcome to have those kinds of boundaries. But it sounds like encouraging, not just allowing it, but encouraging Facebook Lives in the group was a big part of your strategy. Totally. It was. And we have several groups, right? We have the evergreen Facebook group where we have hundreds of thousands of people in there. We don't encourage Facebook lives there because we don't have people to monitor them. But during the the challenge, those five days, we definitely encourage them for a couple of reasons. One, because we want that algorithm to, to work in our favor and to anybody that gets their phones see things inside of, of the group. But second, once again, we go back to the knowledge of our avatar. We know our avatar. We know the insecurities that they have. And sometimes going live, it's a huge ask for us, for them. Mm-hmm. And when they kind of break that barrier of going like, and and like, I don't know what's the percentage, but I would say more than 80% of the people would start their Facebook live saying, oh, I've never done this. This is my first time going live. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and you can see that they're nervous. But we are telling them we are creating in this Facebook group a safe place for you, yes. a place where there is no judgment zones, where you can just tell us what's your limiting beliefs, what things are not allowing you to believe that you are creative and we're here to help you out. So we are creating that, that safe environment. And this is a great way to encourage that transparency and vulnerability and I don't think there's a better way of than going live inside of a private Facebook group. It's super important that you acknowledge that you had to make the safety, the safe environment first, which I talk a lot about how mm-hmm. safety always precedes connection, but you made that the priority, made that abundantly clear and verbalized that so that everybody knew this is the kind of environment that we wanted. And that's what led people to do this. You can't just say, go and do this and post that if they don't have that foundation of safety first. So I'm sure one of the questions that's lurking in the back of people's minds is, how do you moderate a group of 30,000? Or actually, let me just update them because I saw a stat that you sent me that was 100,000 people participating in a challenge. And y'all, just so you know, I was like doing the numbers as he sent me this screenshot of his Facebook group insights. And I'm a total nerd. So I'm like, oh, I think that's like 98% active members in a group of 100,000 people in a very short, like five day period of time. So how do you handle a group with 30,000 or 100,000 people that are not just in the group, but are actually actively participating in the group? It's nuts, but it's worth the the craziness. So a lot of people from my team, so regardless of what role they play in the team, we all ask them that during that time, pay attention to the comments, uh, encourage people and whatnot. But also our students, the people that participated in previous challenges, members of our membership, ambassadors, as we call them, we ask them to join us as moderators and encouragers for people and to share their experiences. So we rely heavily on our community for that. I love that you do that. And I think so often people think we need to formalize it, but I think it starts with just asking and they want to participate because they've made progress. They want to 
talk to the person that was them, you know, many months ago or many years ago, and they want to feel valued and they want to feel involved in that. That it's funny because we think we're asking something of them and you know, we are in a way, but the truth is, is that it serves them as well because people want to feel like they can contribute. It's just a part of who we are. It gives us a, a deeper sense of connection to the community and a deeper sense of identity. And I bet those people that do show up and contribute in that way are your lifers inside of your membership. They're never going anywhere. And they've built yeah. connection with people. That connection continues, like you said, inside of the program. When you have people in your programs participating in your free stuff, the connection that happens gets to continue and people come in to your paid program feeling known, feeling seen, already having those connections that lead to high retention. Absolutely. Absolutely. We do that all the time by design. I also believe that our members appreciate that when we ask them to be ambassadors and there's obviously nothing that we pay them or anything like that. they just feel honored that we're asking them to do that. So yeah, it, it works so well. So before we wrap up, what have I not asked you about how you're doing these challenges or what piece of advice would you give to somebody that's like, Maybe they're already using a Facebook group or a community for their launches, but they're just not getting anything from it. It feels like a burden. Maybe they're considering not doing that, or they are wanting to step into challenges for the first time. What advice would you give to them on how to think about how to leverage the community platform as a part of their launch? Well, I totally suggest it to explore a challenge because it has done wonders for us. That's basically all we do now when we launch our programs. And the main reason is because we give them a result, a transformation, even before they give us a penny, right? So nothing in return until until we serve them. So that is a reason enough to, to do or to try a challenge. I know that it could be scary to ask them to do the live inside of the, the Facebook group, but try it because the engagement and the and you're going to get to know a lot more from people by doing a live than just to type something or even a pre-recorded video and be very clear on what's the the hook of the challenge the promise of the challenge whatever we are promising that it's going to happen if they are with us for the 5 days or 7 days or 3 days that will last that challenge be very clear on what that promises and all that you design, whether it is uh, for the teachings every day or the community or the homeworks, to be focused on achieving that promise. Because when if they achieve that promise, then they'll trust us. They'll trust us with their money and they'll join their paid programs. Yeah, and I think just what I've been hearing from you this whole time is, is you have to care about your people. You have to know your people. And that's really where it starts and knowing what is the progress that is going to help build that trust and naturally lead them into the, into the community that is the paid community, right? This is so good. Okay. Sebastian, thank you so much for coming and sharing this. And I know that a lot of the stuff that you do is in Spanish. So I want people to connect with you, but I also want to warn them that you're going to have to hit that translate button like I do all the time. <laughs> it's fun because I took four years of Spanish. My kids are learning Spanish. I'm kind of diving back into it. So I always, before 
I hit the translate button. I always try to like see if I can understand it on my own, especially on your like reels and things like that. And then I hit the translate button to see <laughs> if I got it right. But um, how can people connect with you? Is Instagram really the best way to get connected? Yeah, I am the most active in Instagram. So it's Sebastian Mencia. And my website is SebastianMencia.com. If you happen to need any Spanish help with your marketing programs, launches, or affiliate programs, hit me up. And I will say this. We're, first off, I'm going to put the link to all of that inside of the notes so you'll have it. But Sebastian can help you even if you're in the English market. So if you are thinking about doing a challenge or if you have a community element to your launch that you're really wanting to up level or if you're like, I I know I want to do like affiliate stuff, but I'm not even sure like where to go with that. Sebastian is the person to talk to, and he is one of the most generous people I've ever met in my entire life. So if you have that feeling of like, oh, well, I can't like DM him and ask him a question. Yes, please do send him a DM, reach out to him. And also, how can they look at what Jesse is doing and what you guys have built with Miss Latros Lindas? Probably Instagram would be also the same where she is the most active. So it's at Miss Letras Lindas. And if you search in YouTube, we are ramping up a YouTube quite all intentionally now as well. So she has a, a really cool channel in YouTube. Oh, that's awesome. All right. Well, friends, stay tuned to what Sebastian is doing. He has some big things coming, I know, into 2023. Take a look at what they're doing with Miss Latras Lindas because it really is incredible, the community that they've built. And we have so much to learn from you and how you all care about your people and how you create this amazing challenge experience for them. So thanks, friend, for coming to share. Thank you so much, Anna. It's been a pleasure. Really loved the conversation. Hey, friend. Thanks for listening. If you like this episode, make sure to subscribe. Then do me a favor and leave a review letting me know what you want to hear more of. To learn more about the show or connect with me, head to shanalyn.com. That's S-H-A-N-A-L-Y-N-N.com. Until next time.